It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometers of range. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay. This is Sports Day. Welcome to the summer edition of Sports Day SA. It's great to be with you on this wet old Thursday. Paul Bonds and Dan Menzel with you. Menz, how are you? Yeah, I'm going well, Bonds. It's, it is uh, a bit wet and gloomy outside. but been um, raining all day. Yeah, weird weather for this time of year. But uh, no, nah, it's still been a very good day. Yes, uh, we got a lot to talk about, some big news uh, in Strikers country, and we're going to talk about that very soon. But you can be part of the show, Just Quality Home Improvements, one 736 736 That is the open line. Or send in a text, 0427 154 um, Hot topic. Thanks to Irrigear to save time and water. Irrigear is here. Irrigear offers expert advice and better irrigation solutions. And the water might be because everyone's crying, men's, yeah. because Rashid Khan is not coming to play for the Strikers. Yes, that is extremely disappointing news for the Strikers. And if you're wondering out there, why is he not coming? Has he decided not to come? It's not that. He has a bad back injury. He's got to undergo mm. minor surgery on his back, Yeah, which will mean that he won't be able to play any part in the upcoming BBL 13 uh, series for the Strikers. We don't muck around with back, Suey. Even if it's minor surgery, there'll be some rest time and he's probably being told he has to take some time off away from cricket. Yep. And unfortunately, the timing is poor for the Strikers. It is. I mean, we we were very bullish on what we could do this year and still hopeful, but um, with uh, the nice recruits we've brought in, um, so we know that we've got Darcy Short into the team. So, I mean, he'll bowl some tweakers. It yep. won't be the same as uh, Rashid Khan, but um, he'll be a nice addition with the bat as well. So in terms yep. of our batting lineup, it looks really nice. It's but... really strong. Jamie Overton um, from England, who's been braining over there in short form. Yep, and we've retained the guys that we had last year at the top of the order. Matt Short's back. Chris Lynn will play. Uh, so we know that it's going to be strong, especially when Kerry and Hedder in the side as well. But uh, we will need to fill the void of Rashid Khan. Yes, uh, I want. I just wonder whether they, they would go to someone like Adil Rashid from England. So a similar type of bowler, and obviously not to the quality of of Rashid Khan, but yep. Adil Rashid's played for the Strikers before, and I'm just wondering, he's an old you know, veteran, he's 35 or something now, I just wonder whether he would be a good replacement for Rash. And get on the text line, 0427 154 
one double six. Who do you think the strikers should bring in to replace Rashid Khan? Yeah, it's it's a great question. I mean, in the squad currently, the spinners that are there. So we know Cam Boyce is there. Who yes. Is, he he effectively replaced Rashid when he left mid-season last year. Which was the plan again. So. Yes. Um, yeah. And the other one in the squad is Ben Menenti. So they're the two there. But you're right. It'd be nice to have uh, an import effectively from overseas, someone that's there, um, and whether that's a deal Rashid or whether that's you go to the subcontinent where there seems to be an abundance of Sri Lankan, Pakistani, Bangladeshi, and Indian spinners. Yes. Whether we can find one from there as well would be another one that you'd love to be able to hold on to for the duration of the tournament. Because, again, we mentioned off the top of the show that the batting lineup looks extremely strong. Matt Short, Darcy Short, Chris Lynn, Adam Hose is there as well. So that's huge for us at the top of the order. Um, but, yeah, we just need to try and find someone to fill the void. For... And, and just throw in Trav and Kez. And Kerry when they're there. And, uh, yes. It, look, it's a strong lineup. Um, I agree. But I, I think they just have – they can't go with Cam Boyce for the whole tournament. I think they need to replace – um, Rashid Khan with with an import. Yeah, I agree. We, we definitely need to do something there. It'd be nice if you could go and pinch one from another team. I mean, the Renegades have Majibu Raman and, and Adam Zampa in their side. They're two nice spinners, so mm. we do need to do something there. But, um, yeah, that kicks off in uh, around, around about a couple of weeks, the Big Bash season, yes. December 7th. So very much looking forward to that and seeing how the strikers go. The We know how well the WBBL strikers are going at the moment, and we will chat with Nicole Bolton later in the show. Yes, so they got a big game tomorrow night at the Adelaide Oval. The stadium series starts, and uh, they're playing at the Adelaide Oval. They're taking on the Scorchers. It's basically a semi-final. Men's, who, whoever wins is going to finish top. Yeah, just about. Well, it looks that way. Uh, if if we win, we will definitely finish top. If Perth beat us, then it means that we can still finish top, but we need to then knock off Hobart on Sunday. So the it's all in our hands for the WBBL side to host the final and go back to back. Uh, Mario's text in. He's trying to be funny again. Uh, he thinks Jim Higgs or Ray not so bright. Um, keep trying, Mario. You'll. Give us a funny text one day. T <laughs> twenty uh, starts tonight too. Do we care? Now no. we're World Cup champs. No, we don't. Um, does Travis Head care? I don't. I don't think it's the top of his agenda at no, the moment. I, I wouldn't have thought. But, it's the you, top. but you pull on the Australian ju- oh without Australia shirt without doubt you care, don't you? As no, soon you, as you pull that shirt, as off. soon as you play for your country, that is a special moment. So. They, again, for those who don't know, we take on India in a T20 game tonight. Yes. The, the World Cup only finished a few days ago. It's just the way the scheduling has worked out. But, uh, yeah, look, we might have a listen uh, to Matthew Wade on when we will potentially see Travis Head. We'll have a chat with, with uh, Heddy today and see how he's feeling. Won't be any pressure from um, us for him to play the first one, but he'll definitely feature throughout this series. Um, you know, the T20 World Cup's not that far away. And, uh, I think we've got you know ten or eleven games before um, that all kicks off again. So whether it's um, tomorrow or throughout this series, you'll see Travis play. But um, yeah, we'll, we'll see how he pulls up today. He's not playing. I wouldn't <laughs> just have... on that comment there. Yeah, w- oh, I'm not sure. I wouldn't have thought. Although in in saying that, I've I've got a couple of mates that played cricket and did in Geelong and. Do know that they back up very well after a couple of big nights. So I wouldn't be surprised if he goes, ah, I'll be able to get myself out there and just noodle a a few around the wicket. Yeah, I'm not sure he's playing. Um, But Matty Wade also talked about the possibility of uh, winning all the tournaments. Yeah, absolutely. We let the the boys celebrate and um, 
let that victory soak in and then, yeah, attention obviously shifts toward the, the T20 World Cup. Um, not that far away, as I said, there's only 11 games, so guys to get opportunities here and um, try and cement a spot into that squad is um, front of mind, so yeah, it's, um, as I said before, it's a great opportunity for the younger players and, and some of the more senior players like myself to, to get out here and play for Australia again. It is a really good opportunity for a lot of those players. And it just made me think when he was talking there, Matty Wade, geez, we've got some good keeping stocks when it comes to, in particular, the white ball. Uh, now, we know that Inglis did the role in the ODIs. Josh Phillip, he's still coming through. Matty Wade's there. Alex Carey's there. There is a number, Jimmy Pearson of, yep, in Queensland number of players. Could just step in at any time yep. and take, take the gloves. Uh, he might be the best gloveman in the country. Oh, yep. Just behind Kez. Kez has got the best yep. hands. Uh, so there you go. Um, lots of cricket. But again, on the text line, 0427 or just go to the SEN app, press the text button, and who do you think the strikers should replace Rashid Khan with? Time for the good oil, men's. Cobram Estate, Australia's most awarded extra virgin olive oil, grown, harvested, and first cold-pressed in northern Victoria. We're going to talk some golf because... The Australian PGA started today at Royal Queensland Golf Club up in Brizzy. Uh, it's a pretty good field. It is a good field. Like Cam Smith, Adam Scott, Minwoo Lee, Mark Leishman, Adrian Moronk, uh, Matt Jones. They're just, just the name. Uh, Joaquin Neiman's playing. Uh, Robert McIntyre's playing. Michael Block from the US. Lucas Herbert. Uh, Alex Fitzpatrick from England's playing. So it's a massive, massive field. It is a massive field. And most of those notable names after the first day are up the top of the leaderboard, which is what you would expect. But there's one player who is not at the top of the leaderboard, the favorite going in, Cam Smith. Shot yes. two over past 73 today. So yes. he's going to have to be extremely good to get himself back in contention because the likes of Adam Scott at five under, Minwoo Lee at seven under, and yes. the leader... The Spaniard. The Spaniard. Go on, you have a go. <laughs> Moscatel um, is is hyphenated. His first, Moscatel Nashon. Nashon is the second part of his name. He's currently eight under. So he went on a really nice run on the back nine for him. And I think he hit five birdies in a row. So he's currently yeah. lead. But Minwoo Lee, he's in some scintillating form. I think he's 10th in the world currently in the race to Dubai. So that's how well he's going. He's seven under, one back. He's my pick from here to be able to take out the Australian PGA. I'm a massive fan of him. Wu Lee, his attitude, great attitude. Uh, it's just, and he's great to watch. He's a really good golfer. Speaking of good golfers, men, how about this news today? It is being reported, rumoured, that the world number three, uh, John Rahm, is set to join the Live Golf Tour for a lazy $600 million US. That's $916 million. Staggering. How long is million that? Million dollars. How long is that duration? That would be a three-year deal, yeah, I would imagine. That's, that is, I played the wrong sport first of all, but that is, um, it's incredible money. I didn't think this was going to happen when Liv and the PGA effectively came together. Yes, I thought the likes of John Rahm, Rory McIlroy, they've missed their opportunity and they're going to be extremely disappointed that they have. But I was wrong, and I think a lot of people were wrong with this one because, yeah, he is joining Liv Golf. Oh, that is a fair sum of money, isn't it? That's amazing, isn't it? Like they're already rich. They don't, you know, they don't need more money. But when someone offers you that amount of money, pretty hard to say uh, no. We got another text there, men's. Yeah, we do. Uh, it's from Brett who said, "Who's that other young Afghanistan spin bowler who played in the IPL alongside Rashid? We should try and get him." Noor Ahmed. Yeah, Noor Ahmed's uh, the one. He um he has played out here in the BBL before. Noor Ahmed. So. 
He'd be one. That's a great call. Great shout, Brett. I reckon he's one that we could certainly look at if he's not in the other squads. We um, better check that one first. But, yeah, there's plenty from the subcontinent that um, that would be available that I reckon we could try and poach one of them. I think someone will be named, I would say, within the next couple of weeks. They'll do a, a bit of due diligence, and I'm sure they, they probably knew about this a few days ago, so they'll probably already be looking. And Noor is available. Rihan Ahmed has gone to the Sydney Sixers, yep. but uh, Noor isn't currently on a squad. So, uh, yeah, have a look at that one, Strikers. That is the good oil for Cobram Estate, Australia's most awarded extra virgin olive oil, grown, harvested and first cold pressed in northern Victoria. And uh, we are here at uh, Studio Lumo. Lumo Energy, switch to the affirmative. Join Lumo Energy today. And Kia, Kia's epic range. The Kia Sportage, the Seltos, the EV6 GT. Um, just get down there and check out uh, the Kias at the Kia dealers around Adelaide. Toddy Gray from Greyhound Racing will join us very soon. We're going to speak to Nicole Bol- Bolton, the assistant coach with the Strikers WBBL. And men's, you've got your top of the tree later as well. Looking forward to that. Back soon on the summer edition of Sports ASA. Welcome back to the summer edition of Sports ASA. Bonds and Men's with you. And uh, you can be part of the show. Just quality home improvements. Open line one 736 736 That is the number to dial. Or you can text in on 0427-154-166. Just like Mario has again. He wants us to get Joe Root into the Strikers team. He'd be popular. I don't think uh, we got enough batters. Sarcasm. We got enough batters in the team. As an offie? Yeah. He, he actually, I'd prefer him for his bowling. Yes. <laughs> yes. He's a good player, Joe. Reed. He is. Uh, time to talk uh, Greyhound Racing. Thanks to Greyhound Racing SA. No one runs the dogs like South Australia, and we got our good friend on the line, Toddy Gray. Toddy, welcome to Sports ASA. How are we, boys? You're staying warm, staying dry. We're flying, mate. We're flying. Beautiful. Beautiful, but better, better than us right now. It's uh, well, I've been a putrid day down my way, down north a bit. Yeah, it has been wet. Is that going to affect the track tonight? Is that going to change your tips? Um, oh, it does always factor in a little bit, but I'm not the two I'm about to throw out. I actually think they'll be suited by a wet track. Um, I always say it when it's a wet track, but wet tracks generally suit run on time. Okay, so what? So okay, so what have you got then for your your best bet then of the night? Uh, easy. My best bet comes up in race six tonight, and this is race six, number three, Whiskey Soda. Um, I'd like to go a bit place-heavy on her. She's around about 4.40 at the moment, $1.70 for the place. I at least want to break even if she runs the drum. we got three dividends here, and she looks like a podium lot for mine. She's had two runs since coming back from a minor injury. and she uh, Sorry, three runs since coming back from a minor injury, and she won two of them. Uh, she's an absolute... Oh, she scrapes the paint off the rail, and she's got an extreme wide runner in four, which is just going to give her plenty of room. And a dog which absolutely flies out in two and cuts hard left. I reckon it's virtually going to say, follow me, I'll lead you over to the inside. And then I think she'll just be too strong for these in the finish. Um, i really got a lot of time for this dog. She's a very, very good, um, consistent type. Very good bread and butter dog, I call them. She probably won't retire with a, a big trophy cabinet, but she'll retire with a good resume, if that makes sense. So race six, number three, whiskey soda. Uh, a bit more for the place. If you've got like 10 bucks to play with, I'd go like three by seven, four by six. Um, you either break even if she runs a drum or win enough for a cup of tea. All right. So what about your value bet, Toddy? Well, this is going to be a little bit different. This one. I don't know if, you, if anyone... I'm going to leave this up to everyone out there if they want to go place only, but I have Ooh. to have at least puppets on for the win when they're these odds. Um, this dog's around about 30 to 1 at the moment. Race 8, number 8, Rico Nismo. Again, I think it's a big chance of making the podium. 
there's a few question marks here, a few dogs which want to lead here and they're not going to get their own way. And the dogs which do lead might not handle the wet track. Rico Nismo has seen a wet track a few times and she loves box eight. Um, I just think she's a very good trust. She's not going to be up there for the lead early. She won't. But I hope they actually do take each other on a bit, burn each other out. And if a few of these dogs kind of wave the white flag the last 150, 200 metres, I reckon half the field's already out of contention when they don't lead. Um, if that's the case, I just think she's a massive chance at running a drum. I don't know if she's good enough to beat all these favourites here. They can't all find trouble, surely. There's three of them in the market. But I just reckon she's worth having a very small place-only wager or, if you want, very, very very exclamation point small win bet and more so to play. So that's race eight, number eight, Rico Nismo at Bolters on. So, Toddy, you've picked against uh, Michael Easy there, which is Benny Rawlings in the box one, the favourite in that one. That'll be hard to beat, I'm guessing. Uh, it, it will be, yes, but uh, she's really absolutely jumped out of her skin the last two weeks. I threw her out as the best bet when she um, won her maiden about three weeks back at 31.20. Since then, she's went 30.60 and 30.50. Um, she has improved out of sight, but she's also bit of a question mark with the wet track and the three, which is the second favourite, might end up cutting her off at the start. She has to ping the boxes um, tonight, the one. If she does, it's game, set, match. And we're still a chance at running the drum. But I just reckon she has to be favourite, but I don't know if she should be odds on for mine, number one, Mike Khaleesi. Um, like, yeah, if that, make, if that makes sense. I have a little bit of a question mark with her of the wet track. No question mark with Rico Nismo. But in saying that, Rico Nismo can't run the times. Mike Khaleesi has the last few weeks, but... Again, this is her acid test tonight, Khaleesi. And if you've got to find out, you might as well find out in a group three. That's a good call. So race eight, number eight is your value bet there. Race six is your best bet of the night, which is in that one. Uh, number, which one did we go there? Three. Which, number three. So just yeah. on that race, um, I said this to Bonds off air. Do you look at the uh, the schedule and go, which race is Basil Brush Rose in? And I'm going to pick something against it as my best bet. Because you've backed against Basil Brush Rose again tonight. Uh, you know, I'd be lying if I didn't say as soon as these fields come out, I look straight for the... Oh, I just look straight for the word Basil anywhere and I just know the next two words are going to be Brush Rose next to it. Um, <laughs> yep. Um, I don't, as I said, I don't have a vendetta against the dog. People think I will, but I'll tell you what, he could push me out of, a ra- out of the way of an oncoming bus. I still don't think Basil will get the Christmas card from me. I really don't. <laughs> well, if he wins tonight at 19 to 1, he won't. But, uh, Toddy, as always, thank you very much. Stay dry, my friend. No, no, no worries. Cheers for having me, as always, legend. <laughs> Todd Gray from Greyhound Racing SA. Imagine what you could be buying for free and confidential support. Visit gamblinghelpline.org.au. Uh, men's be alert and prepared this bushfire season. Stay up to date on all bushfire warnings online with South Australian Country Fire Service. Visit cfs.sa.gov.au. This community update is thanks to new Fire Coat, the first paint proven to protect property in high-risk fire conditions, available at Bunnings. Do you reckon Bond's The Greyhounds tonight kicks off in about 16 minutes' time? Do you reckon there's some of the Greyhounds go, oh, it's raining tonight, that's, that's not for me. I reckon, there would, ping the I reckon there would be. Like interesting, dogs that isn't go, it? No, 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 no. I'm not. I, I'm not a wet runner. Well, because athletes, I don't like the rain. athletes don't. Some don't like playing in the rain. That's so right. I imagine that the greyhounds would be somewhat similar. So hopefully it's not one of those two that he's backed us in on tonight. But uh, yeah, interesting the weather and the conditions. It's going to be a little bit wet at Angle Park, but still get down there. Got another text from Brett. Uh, Noramad is he played with Rash in the Titans with the Titans? Yeah, good. You're at Titans. Yep. So uh, young star with the ball and with the bat. Yeah. Yeah, I think he'd be he'd be it's a great call. Great shout, Brett. I reckon he would be a good pickup if we can get him at the strikers.
Coming up on the show, we're going to speak to Nicole Bolton, assistant coach with the WBBL Strikers. And men's is going to the top of the tree. All here on the summer edition of Sports Day SA. Don't forget, you can be part of the show. Just quality home improvements, open line 0427 154 166. We'll be back with Nicole Bolton. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV, Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay. Welcome back to the summer edition of Sports ASA. Paul Bonds and Dan Menzel with you. You can be part of the show. The open line, the Just Quality Home Improvements open line is 1300 736 736. Give us a call or text in 0427 one five four one double six. Men's our next guest. We've spoken to her before. She's um, a legend of Australian cricket, and she's brought to us by Tire Power. The holiday getaway sale. It's on with huge value on selected Falcon and passenger tires, um, and SUV tires as well. Nicole Bolton from the Strikers, assistant coach to the Superstar Strikers. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on, boys. Hey, the girls are going okay. Um, they're going very well. They sit pretty on top. But uh, you had a good win the other night. What did? What were the main takeaways? Sorry, the other day. What were the main takeaways um, with the win in Sydney? Yeah, it was a really interesting game, actually. I think, um, you know, Sunder's got some quality players and Adipadu up the top there has been pretty instrumental um, for them so far this season. So... Yeah, I think conditions um, played in our favour uh, a little bit. Um, obviously, a bit of a slower, lower wicket, um, and we're able to assess pretty quickly. I think as a, as a batting group, um, probably felt that we were probably ten, fifteen too short. Um, but our bowling collector's been so good um, this whole campaign, so um, we're fairly confident that if we could strike early, which we did, um, we'd give ourselves a chance, and then. Yeah, got a little bit nervous there towards the end with with Sammy Joe, um, you know, sort of taking it to our bowlers. But um, you know, this this group just finds a way to win, and it was a really um, you know brave effort. And I think you know we're looking to hopefully set ourselves up in that top spot so we can secure a, a home final. Yeah, certainly. Hopefully that will happen. You you've touched on the bowling, and I would just want to hit on that briefly. That the confidence in the bowling lineup must be. As good as it's been, the last three games, you restricted the Thunder to 118 twice, the Sixers to 122, and now Darcy Brown is back as well. So it must give the group so much confidence that no matter what the score we put on the board, that we'll be able to restrict teams and and should be in every single game. Yeah, 100%. And I think we're just so stoked to see Darcy back, I think. You know, it's been six or seven weeks since her last game and there would have been a few nerves certainly there for her. But um, to step in and, and bowl overs within the power play and outside and, um, you know, she really did a job for us. So it would have given her a huge amount of confidence, I think, being able to step back into that role. But I just remember having a chat to, to Talia after the game and I sort of obviously been pretty living over in NWA and being a, a big supporter of um, uh, the men's Perth Scorchers team and, and what they've been able to build over there. And I was sort of having a chat and saying that, 
what Talia and the group started to build over the last four or five years um, is something pretty similar where, you know, the culture is so strong. Um, it's a great group, really well supported by the soccer and to be able to win in any position and have such a strong bowling attack that can really defend any title is just huge. And I think um, what we're sort of seeing over, over the last few games as well as those two pivotal moments when you're under pressure is people being able to stand up and, I don't think Anissi Mashange would have thought in her wildest dreams that she'd probably have that last over and, and be able to restrict it to, um, you know, four dots to set up that win. So, um, yeah, it's just been a, a bit of a journey for this group and um, I think they're doing something really special. Laura Woolbart, uh, 70 not out in a score of 121. It's <laughs> fantastic innings, easy to say. Do you think that was her best innings for the Strikers? Yeah, definitely. I think Laura's been building over um, the last couple of games with a couple of 40, um, 40s. And I think um, just her world-class run through the other day when a lot of batters really struggle to, to get into their innings and, and go through the gears. I think Laura really invested hard and, and knew that with wickets falling around, she sort of had to um, play the long, long innings and then um, we're able to capitalise. I think um, Danny Gibson coming in... Um, and striking from ball one and then at the end when we had uh, the opportunity um, to do the surge and Megan Shute coming in with Laura, um, she was able to sort of, um, yeah, really let loose and probably that those last two overs or last three overs, uh, we ended up scoring 38 runs and Laura was, um, yeah, pretty instrumental in, in, in that, finishing off that inning. So, yeah, it's good signs for her and um, I'm sure she's, um, you know, a bit relieved that she's had... It's one big score now, so hopefully business end of the season will stay the best of it now. So, Nicole, Nicole, while we're on the batting lineup and the top of the order, we mentioned the bowling lineup and the confidence that must give us. Between Caddy Mack, Wolvart, McGrath and Patterson, seems like in nearly every game this year, one of them stands up, one of them makes a score. So, not only is our bowling attack giving us such confidence, it just feels like the balance of this team is probably as good as it's ever been. Yeah, I, I would really agree with that. I think that's what, um, you know, it's probably been the, the su- recipe of success for this group is um, I, I really feel like we've got a really deep batting line. I, I mean, I think Wello and Gemma Barsby, that, you know, they, they batted in the game in the weekend, but that's probably the first hit that they've had all season. So I think that sort of go, shows that, um, you know, the batters up the top, the ones that you've alluded to are, are really getting the job done and, and Bridget's played some really pivotal innings for us where she's been able to either resurrect her innings or continue the momentum. And she's been a little bit of a finisher for us. So, um, we, yeah, we're seeing different players um, sort of stack up at different times. And, um, you know, it's, it's a really nice thing to see. And, um, you know, we've spoken probably internally a little bit that we feel we haven't, um, you know, played our best best game yet. So hopefully that's still to come. And, and hopefully our, our, our top water continues to fire. Well, the stadium series uh, starts this weekend and starts tomorrow night. You guys take on the Scorchers at the beautiful Adelaide Oval. How excited are you and the girls to head out on the turf at Adelaide Oval? Yeah, I think when the fixtures came out and, and everyone sort of um, saw this fixture and penciled that in the diary and was something, um, you know, everyone's really excited I know that the Sackers worked really hard to be able to, um, you know, get the, the Adelaide community out to, to support this group tomorrow. So, um, yeah, it's a huge fixture for us because 
obviously this time of the year um, it gets a little bit interesting to to see where teams finish and um, how many games you need to win. And there's a lot of the line tomorrow. It's not just another fixture. Um, you know, both teams are really looking to secure that top spot and, and hopefully get a home final. So I think the the hype's certainly there, but um, just with two heavyweight teams going head-to-head, uh, I think it's going to be a really good contest. And, um, you know, what better place to play than under lights at Adelaide Oval? It's a great call. There is a lot on the line, one versus two, but you, you called it. Playing at Adelaide Oval, if we win tomorrow night, we then host the final at Adelaide Oval, which is a huge yeah. carrot, a huge one to have. And I guess that's the other point too. The way the finals format is scheduled it's or fixtured, it's not 1v4 and 2v3 in a, an elimination. You, you go straight through. So it's such a massive result if you can finish in that top position. And, look, we have two cracks at it. If we don't beat Perth, then uh, if we can get over Hobart, uh, not that you want to look that far ahead, but it means that more than likely you win one of the next two and we finish on top of the table. Yeah, exactly. And I think uh, the Melbourne Stars did us a massive favour last night by beating Perth um, over in the West, which is bloody hard to do. So, um, you know, destiny's in our hands and I think the best way to to you know get a home final is obviously the easy option is just to keep winning and I think this group's really hungry for it um you know we've played some good cricket in, in patches but I think tomorrow's going to be a big test um and the Scorchers are a pretty formidable lineup and um you know they certainly took it to the last ball um when we played them in Perth and I dare say it's probably going to be another even contest and um Knowing this group pretty well, I don't think they want to leave it until Sunday to secure that home final. So I think tomorrow will be, um, you know, the, t- the intensity will be high. And, um, yeah, really looking forward to, to hopefully putting on a, a bloody good show. So get down there, Strikers fans. Tomorrow, 6.40, the game starts. The Strikers take on the Scorchers. Now, as we look outside the window here in Studio <laughs> Lumo, there is a bit of rain around, Nicole. Has there been much chat about yeah. whether that's going to impact the game, the pitch, whether you'd bat first, bowl first, uh, all those different permutations? Oh, look, I think the only thing that's in our favour is where we're the second game. So, um, you know, just hoping that whatever happens tonight and, and tomorrow sort of clears by the time we play. But... Um, yeah, certainly, like, it has it in the back of your mind. I mean, like, what you want to do when there is a little bit of um, conditions around like this. But got full confidence that we're going to get a full game in because, I mean, we've talked up this stadium series. It'd just be a real shame if uh, if the rain played some part in it. But, um, yeah, look, f- fingers crossed, boys. I'm, I'm hoping that, if anything, uh, the game before us gets washed up. <laughs> And not ours. Nicole, uh, hypothetical question for you now. If uh, you could have one of these two players make less than 10 tomorrow, who would it be? Sophie Devine or Beth Mooney? Uh, Beth Mooney. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Why why, why? is that? You just think she can, uh, I guess, control the innings better than Sophie? Or Sophie's very dangerous, but uh, you feel that she can build a bigger total? Yeah, I think that they're both so formidable at the top. But I think the thing with Beth is she has this innate ability to be able to pick pockets. And in um, our game, only having four fielders out, more often than not, Beth can find that fifth fielder that you'd love to have on the boundary. And I think she's someone that can cause a few headaches and, and hit 360. So, um, yeah, and generally... I think the, the stats are pretty compelling that if, if Moons has a bit of a day out, the Scorchers tend to go all right. So I'm 
I'm hoping that maybe uh, Beth's used up um, some of her luck and, and um, some of the innings and uh, we get her pretty early tomorrow. But in saying that, um, you know, I hope Sophie has a bit of a short stay as well. We uh, we put her down a couple of times in, in Perth and we're, we're lucky she didn't go on. So hopefully uh, if we create some chances, um, yeah, we, we, we better bloody take them. <laughs> 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 well, I think that's. Uh, I think we can end it on that. That's the perfect note to end it. Look, uh, good luck to uh, you and the girls tomorrow. Hopefully, you can knock off the scorchers, secure top spot, and back to back titles. Sounds all right, men's doesn't it? It certainly does. <laughs> Thanks, Nicole. Nah, cheers, guys. Thanks for having me on. Nicole Bolton, assistant coach with the Adelaide Strikers. There's another reason why she chose Beth Mooney in there as well. Is She's currently got an average of nearly 60 and the leading run scorer in the competition. So doing some absolute damage to every team she plays against. So get down there tomorrow afternoon. The game starts about 6.40, I believe. So get down there tomorrow night after work, Adelaide Oval, get down and cheer on the girls. If they could get a crowd of... Ten or 15,000, that'd be awesome. It would be. And I think the weather Under should lights. be okay come yeah, tomorrow all the, night. all the rain's been here today. So hopefully tomorrow night it'll clear up. And, uh, yeah, get down and support the girls. If the, It is basically a semi-final, isn't it, men's? It, if, it is. If, well, if we yeah. win, we host the final, which That's is right. huge. And if we don't, then, yeah, we've got to obviously get the job done come Sunday. So it's a massive carrot for the girls. Now, men's, uh, it is time for... Your new segment, Top of the Tree, thanks to Toolkit Depot, tools, equipment, safety gear and workwear. Toolkit Depot, their Black Friday sale, it's on now, in-store or online, November 27 is when it finishes. So that's not far away. You better get into our good friends at Toolkit Depot and buy some tools. It's time for Top of the Tree. Giraffes eat from the top of the tree. Not too many animals can eat from the top of the tree. Now, men's top of the tree. This is where you put, you rank Australian the Adelaide sports. Australian sporting teams across the country. Yeah, so we just spoke with Nicole Bolton from the Adelaide Strikers women's team. Where do they compare? In, they're on top of the table. Where do they compare in comparison to the NBL teams, the A League teams, uh, the AFLW, and the ABL? The baseball is on now as well. So, who is the best team currently in the nation? Well, we'll go off previous week's rankings and we'll give you the top ten tonight. But here is the previous last week's rankings. So last week you had I'll go from ten to one. You had the Adelaide Crows AFLW team at ten. You had the Brisbane Heat BBL to WBBL at nine. Yep. You had. Brisbane Lions at eight. Yep. You had Tasmania Jack Jumpers at seven. You had Melbourne Victory. Uh, Melbourne Victory. Thank you. I couldn't read your writing there. So, uh, at That's six. Six. six, five was Perth Scorchers. Four was the Adelaide Strikers. WBBL. Yep. Um, three was North Melbourne's AFLW team. Two was Western Sydney Wanderers in the A League. And number one was Melbourne United in the NBL. Yeah, so they were the my best top team 10, in Australia. Best team in Australia last week was Melbourne United. So this is week three of the rankings. I just want to mention uh, that WA Western Australia in the Marsh Cup and the Sheffield Shield they are amazing. Now I'm not putting them in here simply because we're going to go with the Big Bash. I think it gets a bit mixed if you have three different cricket competitions and teams across that. Yeah. So that is where that is why they are not in here. So as we look at the tree. Let's have a look at the teams that have fallen out from last week's rankings. Okay. Who's fallen out of the tree? 
While the Brisbane Heat WBBL team, they are out of the tree. They lost to the bottom team, the Renegades, over the Fair. weekend. So Fair. you can't stay in the top of the tree, the best in the country, if you're losing to the worst team in your competition. The other team that I've taken out is the Tasmanian Jack Jumpers. The Jackies. I found this hard to take the NBL side from Tasmania. They they had a win and a loss on the weekend. Now, again, if you want to be in the best team, 10 teams in the country, losses aren't going to keep you in there. And I've taken the Jack Jumpers out. And one of the reasons I've done that is because if we have a look at number 10 in the rankings this week in top of the tree, it is the Perth Wildcats. One of their opponents, they've won five straight games in Correct. the NBL. So they have to be in the rankings. Yep. And the Wildcats from mine come in at number 10. At number nine, I've got the Adelaide Crows AFLW side. They've moved up one spot. They beat Sydney on the weekend, if you don't know, 82 to 15. They were dominant. They deserve to be in the rankings. And it's why I've got them currently just sitting at number nine, waiting maybe, to maybe see. Maybe a bit low, I reckon. Well, maybe, I'm waiting to see what happens on the weekend. Okay. It, if they lose, they're certainly going to be out, but they will rise if they can make that grand final. Same thing will happen with the Brisbane Lions. They are number eight, the AFLW side. They stay at number eight. They didn't play on the weekend. I'll, I'll be interested to see how they go against the Cats. As we move to number seven, I've gone with the Perth Scorchers in the WBBL. I've moved them down two spots, and that's off the back of that loss last night that Nicole Bolton spoke about against the Stars. Not a great loss for them. It no. might cost them position or the number one spot. Home final, yeah. Exactly. So they are, for mine, they're still the second best team in the WBBL, but they moved down to number seven, which means that number six, I've got North Melbourne in the AFLW there. I've moved them down three spots and they didn't play. Now, you might be it's going, school. How, are you, how have you done that, men? Well, the reason I've done that is I've looked at their win against Melbourne two weeks ago and that form maybe isn't as good as what we thought it was. Melbourne comes out against Geelong on the weekend and get speed. They're out in yep. straight sets. So Melbourne maybe weren't the side we thought they were, and that's why I've moved North Melbourne down. Still the best side in the AFLW at the moment. At number five, I've got Melbourne victory. They didn't play. They moved up one spot. They didn't play. I had to keep them around the mark. Wanted to put those AFLW sides together. At number four, we have a new side in the rankings. I am very excited to announce that the Adelaide Giants. Yes. The ABL champions from last year, the reigning champs, I've put them in at number four. The reason being is they took on the Brisbane Bandits, who are going to be one of the best teams in the comp. You were there, obviously, on mm-hmm. Sunday. They outscored them 26-5 to five in the four matches. Smashed them over the four That games. is a shellacking 3-1 to one in the four games. They are currently the best team in the ABL, and they'll hold that mantle, and that's why they are at number four. That means it leads us to the top three teams in the country currently across all sports in Australia. And number three is the Western Sydney Wanderers. They didn't play a game on the weekend. I've moved them down a spot because of how good these two teams on top are going. But the Western Sydney Wanderers, they play again this week. They have been very good in the A-League so far, and they deserve number three on the table. I like it. Yep, good side. Which leads us to the top two spots in top of the tree. And I've gone, I flirted with putting them at number one, but I've gone with the Adelaide Strikers WBBL team up to number two. They've moved up a spot. They are so reliable. We spoke with Nicole about that, that if their bowling doesn't get it done, their batting will get it done. They win even against the odds. I think they are clearly the best team in the WBBL, and I'll be surprised if they don't go on and win the competition. And to keep the Thunder to 118. Twice in only a couple of games against the Thunder. It's, Amazing. It really is. And and they, they deserve the strikers, WBBL team, they deserve to be at number one. But I, I just couldn't move this team down. Melbourne United stay at number one. In the NBL, they are on top of the table. They're the clear best side in it. And uh, it's why I am going to keep Melbourne United at number one in top of the tree. So they are the best team currently 
in Australia? Any debate on that, Bonds? Uh, no, only the only that I thought maybe it was a little bit harsh on um, North Melbourne. Yep, dropping down. Yep, I moved when they in, haven't played. Correct. I moved them down off the back of Melbourne's uh, form, which I thought was better than what it was. So yes. I I understand that. But I, that, yeah, I put them. Well, to be honest, they're six. The Adelaide Crows are nine. I, I'm tipping the Crows to beat them this week. So yep. I could have moved them further, but I didn't. But I, I like it. Everyone sees it a bit differently. And if you think I've missed someone in the rankings, we are going to do this every Thursday night. So send us a text. It can be any day. Text in on 0427-154-166. If I haven't got a team in there that you want, then let us know. Maybe I've got it wrong. So send a text in and uh, I'll certainly take that into consideration. So that top 10 again at the top, Melbourne United. Then the Strikers, WBBL, Western Sydney Wanderers, Adelaide Giants make their debut they in do. the tree at number four. Melbourne Victory at five. North Melbourne at six. Perth Scorchers at seven. The Lions at eight. The Crows at nine. And the Perth Wildcats, they make their first jump into the tree on the lowest branch, number 10. They do. Tune in for next week's rankings because there is going to be a bit of change, I imagine, with the AFLW heading into the grand final, the WBBL heading into finals, uh, and we know that the A-League's back this weekend as well. I think there'll be a bit of change come next week's rankings in top of the tree. What well up, men's another great topic, top of the tree. And, yeah, we'd love to get your thoughts. 0427154166, that's the text line. Where are we going now, men's? We've got a couple of minutes left before we have to go. Yeah, well, the A-League had the buy last week. They didn't play last weekend. So they now move into their fifth game week this week. So we might just quickly have a look at a couple of the games there. Adelaide United, they travel to Western United uh, Sunday afternoon, 4.30. Our last game we played against Sydney and where we got walloped 5-1. So I would expect us to bounce back. Bounce back. Bounce back time. Uh, Western United, only the one win so far in the competition, the three losses. So... Adelaide, on the other hand, with a, a two wins, a draw, and a loss. So a win will catapult us back up to the top of the table or towards the top of the table. 4-1. That's my prediction. Yeah, again, we're an offensive juggernaut. I think 3-2. I think it'll be a close game, okay. but I think we'll get the job done. The other sport that we'd love to hit on is the NBL. They go into a little break now as well. So Adelaide United uh, has, is back. The Adelaide 36ers, they have the weekend off. Yes. Um, but we might just have a look at the table bonds really quickly because that win – last week has kept them in touch with that top six. They're one game behind sixth place. Which is the the bullets. Now, if, if you look at the table, Melbourne United, we've talked about them being the best team. The Sydney Kings, the Jack Jumbers and the Wildcats are all very good sides. And I, I would be surprised if they didn't make that top six. That means the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix comes in at fifth. I quite like that side as well. For mine, sixth spot is the one up for grabs. Now, Brisbane Bullets are currently holding it with a five and seven win-loss record. Then you've got the Taipans at four and six, 36ers at four and seven, the Breakers and the Hawks are both three and seven. So I believe that those bottom five teams, one of them will jump up into sixth spot. I think it's I think that's the 36ers for the taking. Maybe the Breakers as well, if they can start to get their team together. But I'm not sure about the Bullets. So I think sixth spot is definitely there for the grabs if the 36ers can get it together. I, look, the Bullets got a really good team as well. They're, they're, so, they're so close. All those teams in the middle of the table. Melbourne, the clear standout. Yep. And we've said that all along. And they're, they're, they're going to be the team to beat. Um, Sydney, on paper, have a really good roster. But whether they can maintain the rage, I guess, yep. after last season. 
Um, still yeah, love the jab jumpers, even though I took yep. them out of my rankings. I, I still think they're, they're going to be hard to beat in Tassie. And the Wildcats are on the back of five straight wins. So for mine, I do think there's probably a clear four. Um, and I think the Phoenix are maybe sitting outright in fifth. Now, if you look at the points differential, again, those top five teams are all in the positive. The bottom five mm. teams, all in the negative. So again, it, uh, aggregate and percentage does count for something. And uh, you're right, the Bullets do have a nice team, but they do concede a lot of points. So I think that it is definitely for the 36ers, there's a lot of hope there if they can get on a nice run in the second half of the season. Yeah, good to see the Hawks win a game too under their new coach, uh, Jason's dad. Oh, it's... <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm calling him. Jason's, Jason's dad. dad. Um, yeah, well, I mean, if they can stay in contention, they might be able to get Jason over for a few games and potentially play some playoffs. But it's it's better for the NBL if the Illawarra Hawks are winning games. I agree. Hey, men's, uh, it's been another jam-packed show. Um, don't forget, if you missed any of the show, you want to catch up, listen to the podcast. Just get go where you get your podcast and search for Sports Day SA. We will be right there and you can listen to segments. You can listen to the whole show if you want. Uh, and it's the best way to catch up on Sports Day SA, isn't it? It is. It's is. We, we've got the top of the tree will be on there. You can listen in again and let us know. But uh, tomorrow night, Bonds, we've got our TV guide tomorrow night. So we will let you know what's there. See you tomorrow night, men's.